0: Hi, and welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. This is intern Justin Shirley here with Pastor Jeff Lavalette. Jeff, how's your
1: night going? Good, good. It's been working on um, the next sermon and, uh, yeah, looking over your questions that we're going to talk about and had a little uh, dinner with the fam, so... A little fam den. That, that That would be one way of putting it, yes. Fam,
0: fam, din, din. Uh-huh. Yeah. hmm That sounds right.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So anyways, it is Monday, uh May 6th is the day that we were recording this. Hopefully if you're listening to this on a Wednesday or any other day, uh is fine, I guess. Yesterday was Cinco de Mayo or if you are uh, from uh Boston area, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, and Jeff, do you know do you know what the history of Cinco de Mayo is? Not a clue. Not a clue? Not a clue. <clears throat> you know, I heard one time that the Titanic uh contained a lot of mayonnaise from the Hellman's company. Oh good. Uh no, and this is gonna be good. Yeah, and it was shipping the mayonnaise uh over to uh England and when the Titanic went down, uh Hellman's lost one point two million dollars uh didn't didn't the Titanic go from England to America? Shh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just no it's like a it's like the Mexican revolution of uh I think it's farmers the like dictator class anyways <laughs> sorry about that that's that's okay, yeah, sorry, um, it is Monday, and which means Jeff yesterday was Sunday. I'm getting better and better at this um you you've got your calendar how calendars work, yeah, yeah, so talk to us a little bit about your sermon yesterday um where where were we at, what's the address? Talk to us
1: so we 're in John John chapter four. We just finished chapter four yesterday, uh, where Jesus um, is coming back from uh, Samaria to Galilee, and he you know i 'm not going to ruin all of it. Um, you should listen to it on the website, but essentially, um, you know he says a prophet has no honor in his hometown, but then yet they welcomed him. We talked about the difference between uh, people honoring Jesus, people welcoming Jesus, and how it's easy to welcome someone, but to honor them requires submission and and um, and love and worship and all of that sort of thing. And so um, and when he gets back he he heals a, an official son and we talked about how that official was likely um, from the uh, from Herod's uh, Herod's posse. And just all, all all that went with that, and and just the way that um, there were there were no signs and wonders in this massive revival in Samaria, and yet he gets back, and I mean that he says, you know, you will not believe unless you see signs and wonders. And we talked about kind of the different uh, reasons for that, and even how that plays out in our hearts today. Um, and then he, he heals his official son um, sixteen miles away in Capernaum, and <clears throat> um. How he says, Just go go, your son your son is going to be fine. And uh instead of begging him or, or wanting him to come back, he just says, All right, and he goes. This this official just goes and yeah. on the way back he, he hears that his son was healed uh in the exact hour uh during which Jesus told him that. And uh and just, you know, how Jesus has uh John says at the end of that, um this was the second sign, first sign being the wedding at Cana. Um how Jesus has has power over time normally it takes 14 to 21 days for grape juice to ferment into uh, into wine mm. much less water turning into wine um, and so it just showed his sovereignty over time and then even the the 16 mile uh you know extended healing uh he has time over space you know i mean these, there's just all kinds of different things we can pull out of this text that are yeah. just so i mean they culminate in in the the ultimate truth that Jesus has power over everything yeah and so, and, and yet, he has love and compassion as well. Um, we we see that in the way that he, he healed this this official who worked for a guy who was dead set against Jesus. He healed his son, um, and, and just you know, uh, just just the way that, that that Jesus is just so amazing. And so, we, we talked about all that again. It's on the website. Um, the 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 sermon uh, John week fifteen. And uh, that's uh, chapter 4, verses 43 to 54.
0: Excellent. And so you mentioned a lot about, well, the sermon in and of itself was uh, covering uh, a pretty uh, substantial miracle. Um, And actually in our time on Wednesday night weekly, um, we were talking about miracles as well, Um, signs and wonders, things of that nature, miracles. Um so so Jeff help us to understand what are the point of Jesus's miracles. Um why does he do them? What's the point?
1: Yeah, and first off, let's define our terms because you know, we we hear, you know, oh, the miracle of uh modern technology and I I don't necessarily believe that that's a miracle. I believe that's just us, you know, getting smarter. And, and having more at our disposal. But a miracle is an un, and this is from uh, some Bible dictionary thing that I looked up earlier, uh, is an unusual and significant event, which requires the working of a supernatural agent, i.e. God, uh, and is performed for the purpose of authenticating the message or the messenger. And so that's, that's you know, we, we want to talk about miracles. We want to make sure we know what we're talking about. And so... Um, Jesus explains why he does miracles uh, in, in John, I mean, many places, but I was looking, since I've been studying the book of John for, for quite a few months now, um, these, these two particular passages jumped out to me. Um, John 14, uh, 11 to 12, he says, Believe me that I, am, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. So essentially saying, believe in me on account of my works. Let my works lead you to faith, in verse 11, because whoever believes in me will also do works that lead people to believe in me. Hmm. Um, And then you get to uh, back up a few chapters, John 10 24 to 25, so the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Christ? Tell us plainly. And and, and Jesus answered them, I told you. <laughs> and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. And so I broke it down kind of into, into, into three reasons um, or three kind of aspects of it. The first one being that Jesus does miracles primarily to authenticate himself as the Son of God. I mean, his power on earth comes from the holy spirit uh with which John 3 we talked about a few weeks ago uh the father gives to him without measure so he's just he's you know on earth he's he's ha- you know he's 100% man 100% god um he did not yeah. consider his godliness a thing to be <clears throat> held onto grasped um and so everything he's doing is by the work of the holy spirit which is so incredibly cool mm-hmm. um and he has the spirit without measure so he's just he's just blowing up man uh the second uh, Jesus performs miracles because he loves the people that he heals, um, yeah. and he loves the people who are witnessing those miracles. Like, he's, he's doing this out of love, you know? I mean, first and foremost, he authenticates himself, but also, um, he doesn't need to do any of this, mm-hmm. and he does it out of love. Um, his love is so great that it overflows onto these people. You know, we see that all over the Gospels where Jesus had great compassion on them as he looked as he looked upon the people. And, and he does these miracles because this, this love that he has for the people, it overflows the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, which you know is such, is such a great conduit for God's love. Um, it overflows on the people. He loves them so much. And the third is that every single soul that is saved, every single heart that is regenerated, every single sinner that is redeemed by the gospel is a miraculous work of Christ by the power of God of the holy spirit his yeah. his love overflows for sinners in the form of the holy spirit unveiling our eyes and re- revealing the truth to our minds and our hearts yeah. uh, i would even argue that the fact that we can even understand and discern spiritual truths is a miraculous act of the holy spirit illuminating yeah. our hearts and minds because he loves us and again we go back to what is a miracle it's it's an unusual and significant event i mean any any time anyone gets saved that's unusual yeah because the usual is we're just, just sprinting to hell. <laughs> yeah, you know that—that's what we do left of our own devices, and so uh, requires the working of of God and is performed to authenticate the message. So for us, it would be the the message. You know, we get saved. It authenticates the gospel yeah. uh, with Jesus here as authenticating the messenger, uh, yeah. but they both they're they're both working in concert there, and so. Um. Yeah. I mean. So even even. I mean. When we read our Bible. I mean. Un- unfortunately. A lot of times in the Christian life. That's even an unusual event. Yeah. And so. Um. When we when when we read the Bible and we we understand a, a spiritual truth. Um. That that's miraculous because it's it's an overflow of love. Uh. From Jesus through the Holy Spirit because. Um. He he's 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 working to to draw us closer to Him which again is is miraculous and I think a lot of times we despiritualize. Um, some of the things that that should not be, uh, we also over spiritualize things that we shouldn't. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I think that's I think that's why why Jesus does miracles. That's the point of Jesus miracles.
0: Yeah. And and your your third point brought to mind the, I was actually at a young life camp and uh, I was volunteering for a month and there was a time where uh, the people in my cabin. Uh, we were all volunteering that we would share our testimonies, and there's one one time there was a a kid there that I asked him, "Hey, what's your story, man? what's your testimony um and he's like, "Oh, you wouldn't care it's nothing spectacular, it's nothing crazy like i'm like, what like um it was it was something that that blew my mind um that he's like, "Oh, you don't want to hear about that. It was just like it's nothing, um, and I think that we, the temptation is, as you said, the temptation is to think of that as unless it's uh, what the world would consider, or at least currently we would consider a um, a non spectacular testimony. So someone's not a drug addict or a heroin dealer um, that became a Christian. If it's just a hey, I, like lived a relatively normal life and God grabbed a hold of me and and saved me. Um, we tend to not think of those ordinary stories as extraordinary,
1: yeah I'd agree I'd agree I think we we do a disservice to um to others and to God when we try to try to downplay the miraculousness the amazingness of God's grace and mercy uh yeah and uh or you know maybe we don't. I we maybe we hear stories of you know I was in the middle of murdering twenty people, and then God grabbed a hold of me and then i yeah. Gave me the miraculous gift of surgery, and then I healed them all. I mean, I don't know, but um, what? I don't know. I mean, I'm just. This is what goes on in my brain, bro. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so help us to understand why are the miracles different? Uh, do and in do all of his miracles, Jesus' miracles, result in salvation?
1: Yeah, I mean, the miracles are different, um, because each person's unique. And like I said, he's doing these miracles, first and foremost, to authenticate himself. But I think also uh, what's, what plays into that, like I said, he doesn't need to do any of these, he he could have done something different. Um, the fact that he's working like individually with people or with, with smaller groups of people, or, you know, you've got the miracles of the feeding of the 4000 and the 5000. And, and I, I understand that those are, you know, much, much greater uh, numbers of people. But, um, I mean Jesus works with us works with our hearts one on one you know yeah. it, we no, no one gets saved as part of a collective salvation. I mean, there are many people in a crowd who get saved at a revival, but each individual person is saved you know it's not yeah. just like oh i was I was part of that crew and so um so so each person is different, not only that, but Jesus has total authority over everything like we talked about time, you know turning water into wine instantly uh space healing the the official son from sixteen miles away. Um, he has power over nature, walking on water. Um, when he, you know, he there's actually two instances uh, where um, they're fishing, and ones at the end of John, ones at the beginning of uh, the other synoptic gospels, um, where they bring in this this massive mother load of fish. You know, after they'd been out fishing all night and hadn't caught a darn thing. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, he's obviously has has power. Uh, over over everything, um, goodness, uh the Samaritans in earlier in chapter Four, where you know this woman at the well comes there, is completely confused, tries to play these conversational uh you know hide and seek games with with Jesus by changing the topic, and he still gets to her heart, and then she runs and tells a bunch of people who then all believe and these are all the Samaritans, so the the people the less desirables, the unlikely uh, yeah. to to be saved. Um, but the miracles are different because there 's no area of creation that is outside of jesus sovereign power and knowledge. I mean he knows everything and he can do anything i mean he 's got yeah. the spirit without measure and so uh, to the second part of that question which which you know gave me gave me a little bit of uh, uh time. I, I needed to take some time to think about that because my knee jerk reaction is yes and it was like how could you not come to salvation and 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 i 'd say with the majority there there 's no question i mean even when you know the, the the you know the blind beggar and the you know the mm. the leper and the guy who couldn't talk and and all of this, but then you've got these you know the 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 demon possessed either man or men depending on which gospel you are reading. We studied that in Luke, um, where it was just one guy, but I think Matthew, I think has it as two, or Mark has it as two. Mm. Um, we don't have any we don't have any recollection of or not recollection, but we don't have any any report on that. Yeah, um, I thought about Luke seventeen. I'll read it to you real quick. It's just eleven through nineteen. Uh, it says, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and he entered a village, and he was met by ten lepers, yeah. who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Uh, and when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And they went and were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw what had, that he had been healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him Thanks. Now he was a Samaritan, man these Samaritans are actually pretty amazing um then Jesus answered, "We're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner And he said to him, "Rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Hmm. That's the extent of that story, yeah, so we don't know what happened to the other nine. We don't know if they got saved. We don't know if they if they were you know they a, a train was was crossing and they couldn't get through to Jesus before he left. I mean, we don't. There weren't trains, but you know what I mean. Um, train so them donkeys. Uh, a cursory reading of the passage seems to indicate that of the ten miracles that Jesus performed, only one resulted in salvation. But we don't know for sure. Yeah. And so I don't want to make the Bible say the Bi- something the Bible's not saying. Uh, but at the same time, it would it would seem odd to me to be cleansed like that. I mean, think about how desperate the desperate you know plight of the leper. Yeah uh, cleansed, and then they just kind of take off. But then again, I mean, Christians, uh, sometimes, you know, we're desperate, and and then Jesus, you know, shows up, you know, like we're, you know, we're praying for someone to be healed, or we're, you know, we're praying for God to to help us in a certain circumstance, or to just be be near us, because we're feeling broken, or whatever. And then he does, and that's, I mean, that's something pretty amazing right there, any of those, any of those things. Uh, and then the next day we walk off and just forget. And so, um, yeah, so to answer your question, I don't know. Um <laughs> you know, it's I, a it, fair answer. Yeah. Uh clearly it's the Bible gives us plenty of accounts where they are. Uh but then some of that's left out. And so um Yeah, I don't know. Um uh, but I think the bigger question is, you know, again with these signs they are they are designed to authenticate or to point to Christ. And so you know when when we see that happen in our own lives um whether it's our salvation at, at it you know when it begins or the sanctification that continues that is a supernatural act of of the Holy Spirit you know um do we do we praise God or do we let it fool us into feeling like we're self-sufficient because like oh we don't need him anymore yeah and so that's that's a that's a hard thing I think these other nine lepers they need to check their heart but uh yeah that's that's for them so. I don't know. What do you think? You think all of them get saved?
0: <clears throat> that was the the same passage that you as as I was um, thinking about this, and even even just now before you even said it, um, I haven't haven't had a chance to look at your answers. Um, I, that was the passage that came to mind. <clears throat> of, I'm not really sure. Um, it would it would seem as if in, in what what I see would would be at very best very forgetful uh people I mean you look at Peter um Jesus tells him he will deny Jesus like you'll tell you "Will you will deny me um and he does it mhm but he's still saved he's still a believer Oh absolutely um so I I guess there's there's a mystery there I don't know um I don't I don't think it would be uh um like I don't know how they could not I don't know if it would be uh, I don't want to say honest to say... It's not the right word, though. I think honest would be the right word. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it would be an accurate portrayal of the events to say that they were. I think that the only answer you could really come to would be, I don't know. Yeah. And um, I'm not afraid to say I don't know because yeah. there's a lot of things I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's... And I said that because I meant it. I think it's a fair answer. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think there would... I mean, it's like... I mean there's a whole slew of questions that uh, of things that aren't in the scriptures that we know had to have happened um but we're well, just Paul like, says
1: you know holding the mystery of the faith yeah. you know in good conscience um as as one of the is it one of the qualifications for an elder yeah you know and it's like there's mystery in our faith there has to be mystery in our faith we do not we will never until glory fully understand fully see fully comprehend you know um we 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 the best we can do right now is looking in a mirror dimly and and we can see a little bit. Yeah. And we see, you know, God gives us everything we need to see, but mm-hmm. he doesn't give us everything that there is to see and you know, that frustrates guys like me
0: who want to know everything. It frustrates me too, trust me. So but no, I yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fair answer. Um so how are we in in 21st century uh western Culture, if you will, and I trust that you will. Sign centered versus Christ centered. We see it all throughout Scripture. Um, we see it all throughout the the Synoptic Gospels. We see it all throughout. I mean, Paul and Paul lights up people for for having a a, a unbiblical view of of signs and wonders. Um, how are we guilty how's, of that?
1: How does that play out for us today? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gosh, and I didn't even get to, I mean, I just got to, those first two took me forever to, to do some research on, so um, I'll mention this one off the cuff, um, so let that mean what it means, but um, how are we that way today? I mean, I think, I think a lot of times we're guilty of the same things that the, what Jesus was talking about in, in yesterday's passage in John, four, at the end of John 4, where he's like, you know, you, you won't you stubborn people won't, won't believe unless you see a sign. And they kept saying, you know, give us a sign, give us a sign. And like, even in that, that passage I just shared a few moments ago, which my phone's not opening because my microphone's blocking my face. Um, Where, um, I think it was John 10. Let me scroll back to it. Yeah, where where he says, you know, uh, the Jews are gathering around him. How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus says, I told you. Man, like, like I've just you. the
0: patience of Jesus, like, I would have just destroyed all of them. Right. Like, I would have just, fire from heaven, like, I would have been frustrated at this point, and just been like, y'all are gone, but thank God that Jesus is, uh, is more patient and kind than me. Okay, so no <laughs>
1: flame flowers
0: for, uh, for you for
1: Christmas, but, um, yeah, <sighs>
0: Like, does it not frustrate you? Yeah, no, <laughs> it and, would frustrate and it, me, and it
1: does. And I mean, it's—I'm trying to think of like a modern day analogy for that, and I'm not really—I'm coming up short, except for like, you know, you tell your kids you're going to go do something, and they keep saying, "How hey, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it?" And you're like, "Yes, I already told you we're going to do it." And like, wh- 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 it's—it just—it's—it speaks to just a very, you know, um, short-sighted, which you know we all have, yeah, um, perspective. And so, how do we, how does this play out today? So. I mean like I said earlier we can see something miraculous happen and then we forget. You know, we can we can ask, we can beg, we can plead with God, please, you know, do this or do that. I mean I I've, I've even I've had, you know, seasons in my life where, you know, I'm just on my knees in my basement in tears begging God to 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 intervene in something. Yeah. And then he does. And then, you know, it's like I I want to I want to my spirit Wants to take that into account and to remember all the things that I was saying when I was begging God, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's not this immediate felt need, and you just forget. And so, yeah. I think here, here's, and this is maybe, maybe has, maybe it's a different conversation, but um, I have a microphone, so I'm going to keep talking. Um, I think it's we we look at the the desperation with which um, churches try to attract people, yeah, because we're sign centered. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not necessarily miraculous signs, but like at least you know, I mean, Francis Chan in in uh, in uh, letters to the church, he says something to the effect of, "Man, if I saw you know, Islamic mosques that were giving away cars and iPads and doing helicopter drops with a bunch of uh, Easter eggs, which they wouldn't because they wouldn't celebrate the resurrection, but um, he's like, I would I would think that their God is really weak, yeah." Because they're trying to do something, some, some huge event, some huge spectacle, as if the gospel's not enough. Yeah. And the gospel is certainly enough, and the gospel's more than enough. And so, mm. um, you know, if that's the flavor with which we're attracting people, how could that not also be the flavor with which we're keeping them? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, gotta have, gotta have the show in order to keep people interested. And I think we're training people to be sign-centered. Yeah. Um, when we do that. And, and this is not to slam anyone, or any, it's more slamming a mindset. It's more slamming a, a failure to believe that the gospel is enough. And I think it's okay to okay. slam that because we all need to get away
0: from that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, I, I think it does. I think that we are, um, I mean, as I was writing that question, the the song, I think it's Natalie Grant. Um, it's a song about wanting the the healer more than the healing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I think she was actually just diagnosed with cancer, and and so
1: you might want to check that because if you're telling everyone in podcast land that she was di- I, I think she. Does. I just don't want to. I'll I just don't want to we'll create check. a panic. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, that's I'll, good. Um,
0: something happened.
1: Okay, so there, there was a, um, there was an event that occurred. There was
0: an event. You can look it up. But, I mean, but she's I think, on the. Internet, but I think
1: that's—I mean, like you said, it, being science centered versus Christ centered. Anytime the church is distracting people from the main point, which is Jesus, um, and, and the main message, which is the gospel, and we're we're trying to do something that will attract people or will get people interested in something, um, we are training them to be science centered versus Christ centered because you know Paul said in in First Corinthians when I was preaching through that last year, he's like, we could have come to you with all kinds of eloquent speech and yeah. You know, uh, impressive oratory skills and all that. He's like, but we just came and we just talked about Christ
0: and, and Him crucified. Yeah, like that's that's got to be it, man. And I guess there's there is latitude for doing things well. Absolutely. Um, I don't think anything that you're just for clarity. People who are listening, I don't think what you're saying is that you can't do things well and things have got to be like thrown together and that you can't have anything nice. Like, right, right, right. Um no but it, it all need, it all needs to, to but what does it point to
1: it all needs to serve the 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 ultimate goal yeah which is pointing people to Jesus mm. so yeah it's not it's not a sin to have you know to have a church gathering that you know includes you know instruments and speakers and and things like
0: that How but, dare you have a speaker good sir I
1: mean we've got subs and we've got you know decent mains I mean we don't we're not going crazy over here. But, I mean, we care about how we present the gospel. We want to present it well, like you said. Um, and I'm sure there's things about, you know, the way we do things that 10 years from now we'll look back and say, mm, maybe we, maybe, but I mean, the heart behind it, it yeah. um, is, is you know, any, any church gathering uh, can, should only be pointing
0: people to Jesus. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Yeah. So... Why is it dangerous to totally figure out or have Jesus totally figured out?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous because it's impossible. (laughs) So when you claim, when you, when you come at it from that mindset, when you come at it, I mean, with that, with that sort of arrogance, uh, there's, there's, you know, there's a real danger of, of missing a lot because Jesus is not confined to our understanding of him. Um, yeah. Our understanding needs to be confined to what he what he has shown us, but you know we were uh, we were talking about this yesterday, kind of like the the you know very dangerous mindsets of like you know why a prophet has no honor in his hometown. You know we talked about hometown pride that you know a lot of times if someone's from your hometown you're excited to tell people that you know you, yeah. you derive some sort of a um, uh, what's the word when it's I'm
0: beneficial.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're like kind of living vicariously through them, yeah. And you know, it's it's more about. Uh, I think I said yesterday, you know, in doing so, it turns that native son or you know famous person into more of a conversation point or a means of sharing in their celebrity. Yeah, it's like you know, I, I was talking about Jamie Farr was born here. He was a big star back in the '70s and, and '80s. Uh, we have a golf classic named after him. Um, and a lot of people like like to act like Toledo's special. You know, we've got Home of Jamie Farr on things, you know, Toledo signs and things like that. Yeah. All it means is our city happened to have a hospital uh, when Jamie Farr's mom happened to be pregnant. And you put the two together and now he was born here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so it's dangerous to, to have him figured out because like, oh, well, yeah, I know Jesus and I know he would never do that. I've heard that before. And I feel
0: like He would never ask that of
1: me. He would never ask that of me, or he could never do this. Or I mean a lot of times we get into like spiritual gifts discussions where yeah. and just you know cards on the table, we're we're a continuationist church. We believe all the gifts are always um, you know, still in in uh, operation, so to speak, that God is still working the same way he worked in the in the you know first century church he's working today. Um and, and so a lot of times it's like we'll see something done wrong and we'll be like, well. Since somebody didn't understand the spiritual gifts, God doesn't work that way anymore. Jesus yeah. is, is no longer operation op, op, we're no longer operating in the same uh power of the spirit that they did back then, and yeah. that's like well, why mm-hmm. and they'll point to well, because when the perfect comes the power blah 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 I don't want to get into that whole debate today it's <laughs> different not, podcast yeah, it's it's goofy, and I understand why people land there. I just happen to land somewhere else, but um, you know, or the the whole um, entitlement thing. We think we have got Jesus figured out. We think that he is, you know, he's on our team. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, and I'll even hear it in worship songs. would be like, you're on our team, you know, you're, you know, you, you're on our side. Blah blah blah. I'm like, uh, that's just not very theologically precise because no, he adopts us into his side, yeah. onto his team, and, and and so what we're entitled to is what he has promised. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of times we get into trouble when we start claiming promises that God never made. Mm-hmm. You know, God never promised to heal everyone. Yeah, God never promised to, you know, like give us everything that we want or give yeah. us the relationships that we want or, you know... Um, and of
0: course that gets, I mean, that gets twisted with scripture. Yeah. Um, the desires of your heart. Like you, you know, like...
1: He'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Okay, but he, what, it, what it's not saying is he'll give you what your heart desires. Yeah.
0: You know, like it, like it's just a... We are very quick to uh, go back to the whole signs and wonders thing. We're very quick to want the healing instead of the healer. Sure, um, And it's not wrong to want the healing. No,
1: absolutely not. We're not. We're not here saying that that you should never, you know, beg God to heal. You know, I mean, I I've, I've, yeah. um, somebody in another in another kind of area of my life where I, I do some ministry stuff. You know. Going through just a, a went went through a very um, serious uh, had a very serious um, illness that kills like I've never heard of anyone surviving this and you know something that happened it was some sort of a clot or something and um, you know I, I rushed over to the hospital this was what a couple months ago mm. and I was praying fervently that God would heal him and 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 he he walked out of the hospital yeah okay. I'm Praise not. God. I'm not claiming Benny Hinn status here. Where you know, oh, prayed
0: and and it, and it happened. Grab your tunic jacket.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Don't do that because that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that it is never. It's not wrong to want to ask God to heal someone. Yeah. Um, it is. It is very difficult when that healing does not occur, but that does not mean anything about God's faithfulness. Yeah. Until we start taking taking you know adding things to the Bible that God never said.
0: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jinx, you make oak. uh
1: There's actually two in there. Perfect. There's a raspberry, the new raspberry and the new uh, something else. No, 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 actually, and there's a Georgia peach one. It's delicious. Okay, Georgia peach, you're speaking my language, but yeah. the raspberry? No, man, the ra- don't knock it till you try it, bro.
0: Heard it's that. pretty good. Well, this has been the Glass City Church Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing to you. Uh, please subscribe on uh, the iTunes app. We're on iTunes. Uh, We're trying to get on Spotify. What? We said that. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get us on Spotify.
1: Oh, you're gonna? I thought you said we're trending on Spotify. Oh no! Like that's interesting.
0: No, 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 no. Um, We're gonna try to get on Spotify. Um, This has been the Glass State Church podcast. Add us on Facebook, Instagram, all those things and places. All the cool kids are doing it. Uh, You get tons of content from us. Awesome quotes from Jeff in his sermons and videos from what's happening in the church. All kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and we hopefully will uh, see you soon. Bye bye.